Hi, welcome to In Bed with Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. I'm reading from emails that are sent to me directly and anonymously. Together, we explore experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from the single woman that lives next door to me. I could be reading from that house that gets that interesting traffic from down the street. I could be reading from a man that's traveling down the road on I-10. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic fantasies you'd like to share, or even if it's just to say hello, feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram with really bad dad jokes and a sexy thought for the day at DNikki, N-I-K-K-Y, one six two. And remember, by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years of age or older and legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to your creation. So I'm home. I made it before this white mess that we've had for a couple days. And it's cold. It is so cold. I miss my beach. I miss my dinners. I miss my wine. I miss the company that I met. Very much so. But here I am, back to reality. And what the hell is this white shit? (laughs) Oh my god, I am now recording. I have a blanket and a heated blanket and on top of me just to keep warm. I have fuzzy socks on that don't match because um, Zeppelin loves to hijack my socks. If you have a golden retriever or any other dog that likes to hijack your socks, I feel for you. Uh, My compassion is sent your way along with hiding car keys and anything else he deems that you'll never leave him again. I absolutely 100% feel for you on that. But it has been a very jolting reminder that it is still winter. But the thing is, if you're like me and stuck in your home today with blankets and your partner, not that I am, would you? And what are you doing? Have you tried something fun? Are you exploring the boundaries? Are you pushing the envelope? Are you pulling her ponytail and making her suck your cock and lick her cum off of you? (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, I'd really want to know. Have you been to my merch shop yet? If not, you should. I have things that you can even display on your desk at work, proudly displaying that maybe you're a little kinky. There's also a few beauty shorts and shot glasses and thongs with some kinky sayings. Head over to Full Swap Shop. And yes, I have to say that so slow because it's a tongue twister for me and I do not do tongue twisters. Well, I'm good at my tongue, just not with twisters. (laughs) 
head over to Full Swap Shop under Dear Nikki and find your item. Do you need a beanie? Keeps your head warm. Also says Define Naughty. Hmm. How do you define your naughty? I'd really like to know. Don't forget, if you don't hear your confession here, you may hear it over on my patron account. $5 a month gets you early access to your Wednesday episodes. Also gets you a special Friday episode plus a drinks with Nikki Zoom meeting audio only, but it's where we can hang out, get to know each other, and you can ask me anything. So if you want a live answer to maybe some of your sexual questions or innuendos or anything else, just don't delve too much into my geek. I would really have to spend a lot of time on Google and we're here to have drinks. Stop by on my patron, $5 a month, gets you access to all of that and more dirty stories, of course. You guys are getting really, really creative on these questions. I am absolutely loving it. Again, it I love something that challenges me and this definitely, definitely challenges me sometimes. So keep them coming and here we go. Dear Nikki, in this world of almost every guy exaggerating how big his cock is, how come I get so turned on when someone tells me that mine is smaller? Which it is, by the way. For example, the last time I fucked my girlfriend, we were doing it doggy style, and it turned me on to no end when she kept yelling, is it in yet? I can't feel you. It's so small. What are your thoughts, Nikki? (laughs) Sorry, I had this vision of what she sounded like, and it probably isn't exactly how she sounds. Um, My question is, did you just discover this? Were you watching small penis porn before this? Um, you know, did you play with this with other girlfriends? Or is this a, oh, I get really turned on in this moment kind of thing. So that's where I'm kind of curious. Is this just a, you know, uh, the angels have sung and you realize this is your thing or it's been a growing thing? Um, because it's not very uncommon for men with smaller penises for the next step for to watch them their woman with a bigger cock not saying that this is going to happen with you but it could and it sounds like here you might be into some some small maybe humiliation no pun intended so you maybe ask her to keep saying that if it really turns you on um i you know if it's you know, I would make sure the next step also is that you can please her other ways if she's really telling you it's not in. And here's the thing, is this your first time fucking her? Because has she been saying that before? That's another thing I'd like to know. I mean, unless she's just like, oh my God, she, you know, are you in? Did you, come on now, you know, I, I don't know here. But if you like it, go for it and make sure you tell her I like hearing that it really turns me on. Um, make sure she gets off too, though. <laughs> That's, you know, we want to make sure both partners are getting off here. Eat her for an hour if you have to and finger her and, you know, play with her G spot and make her come really hard. You know, that way when you're so small and she doesn't feel you, she maybe already be tight enough. Maybe she can. Uh, That's what I would say. Dear Nikki, in one of your podcasts, you mentioned that you have a sex toy that can get you off in three minutes. I have spent thousands of dollars on toys for the wife and a few for myself. 
The latest is the Womanizer, which took some time for her to get used to, but it's now in the rotation. The Pocket Rocket and Waterproof Vibrating Phallus is also a favorite. I have seemingly bought almost every rabbit, wand, bullet, and glass toy on the market. I'm curious, what is this magic toy that works for you? Sincerely, Journey. You know, here I go, don't stop believing. He actually has a really long name ran together, but I just picked out Journey. So (laughs) actually it is uh, the Womanizer Premium. I think it's what it's called. Mine's the pink one. Um, And it's not as pink as I thought it would be. You know, they didn't have purple. So uh, that is mine. It it does for me. I, I didn't have problems with it. But remember, every woman is different just because, you know, um, I'm dildos do nothing for me, though. I'm very curious about this one that um, it's a dildo, but it actually um, it's a suction dildo. And it actually does the fucking motion. So it's motorized. I'm very curious about that. But I think even then, because it's not a real dick. It wouldn't do anything for me. I just, I, dildos do nothing. I don't get it. it. And maybe that's because it's not a man. And I like to feel the body heat and the pulsing and, you know, insert everything that a man does, ladies here. And that's, you know, I don't get dildos. Maybe, hey, if you have a great dildo recommendation for me, let me know. I'll try it. But I think I'm, I need to reach out to that company and find that, uh, fucking dildo thing. Maybe give it a whirl for you guys. But yeah, mine's a womanizer and hands down is the best for me. I like you, I have wands, I have butt plugs, I have vibrators. And when I want to edge, I go to my Lush too. Um, But when I'm really on edge and I need to come and my lover is nowhere in sight and I need to make it quick, I hit the womanizer. But just because the womanizer works for me doesn't mean it'll work for everybody else. But these clit uh, sensations now that are out now, absolutely try them all. Um, where there's this, there's this new one now, it kind of looks like an O-ring. Um, and I think it's the same kind of concept, but it plays just with the clit that I would really like to get my hands on. Ha ha. And uh, play with my little clitty and uh, rub a couple out. So I, that's the next one I'm thinking about investing in and trying it out. I have um, one that was, you know, it's no brain, no brain. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a brand name on it, but it, I think it's supposed to simulate the womanizer. It, it, it Again, it's kind of like um, buying something that's off brand, just because it's off, you know, sometimes the off brand's great or just as good or better. This one wasn't. This one was definitely if I'm traveling, I'm not going to pack my 200 plus dollar womanizer. I would pack that. It doesn't get me off as fast, but it, it's efficient. Um, it would make me come and relax. So there you go. Um, I'll have to post, maybe find a way to post pictures of it. Again, it's not, it, it's okay. But again, what is okay for me may be awesome for you or awesome for your girl. But um, yeah, if I find another toy, I'll let you know. But my go-to when I want to come really hard is my Womanizer Premium. Okay, this one, their first language is not English. So, and you know who you are on Instagram. If I butcher this up, I'm completely sorry. But I think this is what you're asking. Dear Nikki, what would you call a matrimonial sex position, but a woman is on top? I think that's what you ask. So 
most people, I guess, if you're in um, mainstream conversation, um, pearl clutchers, possibly, let's put them in here. If you're talking about a matrimonial sex, they're going to think missionary lights off, possibly. I don't know how bad the pearl clutchers can be. Um, But uh, for all six and purposes, let's go very extreme. Pearl clutchers, yes, the lights would be off. Um, Maybe on Wednesdays on once a month to put the lights on. (laughs) Um, A woman on top, doggy style, uh, not doggy style, um, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. Um, Yeah, that could be a very matrimonial sex thing. But I'm assuming you're asking um, what we consider, you know, what mainstream or out in public, you know, because if you're in public, only everybody only has just one partner. And, you know, it's getting better. Absolutely. Is it getting better? But I, I, I again, I wasn't sure, but I wanted to try to answer. So if, if that's not what you're looking for, write me back because I, I wasn't quite sure on this one. But I'm going to say over here, we consider it in like if we're out in public and everybody has, you know, uh, like I said, just regular missionary sex, which even in my head right now, and even as I'm just on a low summer, as someone puts it all the time, <laughs> it sounds completely boring, but it can be very useful. Um, looking up at him, seeing his very bright eyes as he's thrusting inside you. Yes, absolutely. So missionary has its good points. I I will, I'm not going to dog it, but you know, missionary all the time. No lights off. No, let's have some doors open so people can hear how good you are, you know, or how good I am. I hope this answered your question. I'm not sure if I did. So write me again, if I totally butchered this one up, um, and I will take a second stab at it. (laughs) You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's enjoy some Woodford with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, I'm a 19-year-old girl and a regular listener of your show. I'm also a creative writer major, so I haven't really left the house much in the past year. Everything has been online submissions only. Fortunately, the story I want to tell you is not fiction. Before I began, I just want to say that my Wednesday night ritual includes drawing a bath and listening to your voice in my headphones while I slowly feel my body and prepare myself for a self-love session before bed. So thank you for doing what you do. Anyway, I live about an hour from home in the Midwest. Some parts of our campus are open, but for most part, classes are still held online. If I go anywhere, it's usually to the dining hall on campus. Our town is small and consists mainly of locally owned businesses, much like my hometown. It's one of those towns where people ask you, why aren't you married by the age 21? A nosy, sheltered town where everybody knows everybody, and if you miss church on Sunday morning for certain something must be wrong. Oh, there's something wrong with me, all right, if they only knew. My sexual experience up until now is limited. I'm experimented with some boys and given a few blowjobs, as every small town apparently required to do. And also, I have a few scarce memories of late sleep overnight experimentation with a girl I knew from school. Other than that, I'm still a virgin. I say I'm a virgin because it's the truth. 
but physically I have broken myself in and I'm quite happy with that decision. In the past, I made a few Amazon orders for myself without having to take the risk of someone at home opening the package without my consent and finding an eight inch rubber cock. So really, my confession begins with lunch on campus with my friend Vanessa. We were talking about everyone and everything, rumors and things like that. We got around to the topic of the town and we were in and the business that led to close down to the because of COVID. As we were talking about various businesses, Vanessa brings up a local massage parlor in the area. She says that it's the one business that never closed down, and it somehow managed to stay off the radar. She calls it slanky and says that men go there for a happy ending. Of course, I laugh it off and act disgusted as she did. But that night, and for several weeks after, I thought about that place. Many times I drove by and saw the door. It's a small entrance and a tiny sign on the end of the plaza, kind of on the side and towards the back. The first time I mustered up the courage to go inside was on the way to the grocery store. I had no idea what to expect. It was about two in the afternoon. I pulled on the door to hear a loud bell ring overhead, clearly disrupting the ambience of the place. It was dark and a sensual feeling inside. A small fountain with the water trickling filled the room, and the aroma of sensual oils hit me as soon as I stepped through the door. It reminded me very much of a yoga studio I used to frequent. For behind the counter emerged a woman, who I now know to be 40 years old, named Laura. She was tall and strong-looking, but not physically strong. She was physically fit, but gave off vibes of a strong personality. She wore a white long sleeve shirt that hugged her petite frame and black yoga pants. We talked only briefly, as she informed me she was booked up for the day. I was curious about a massage, so I booked one for two days later. The morning of my appointment, I arrived and she walked me back to the very clean and professional looking massage room. She left and encouraged me to undress as much as I felt comfortable with. I undressed down to my panties and had decided to remove my bra. I lay flat on my chest with the back exposed and a blanket covering my butt and thighs, and there I awaited her for her return. From then on, it was pretty professional. She massaged my back and my sides and my arms. She asked me questions about myself. How old am I? Am I a student? What do I study? As for the massage itself, it felt great. Her hands were strong, and she certainly knew what she was doing. It also turned me on a lot. I'm sure that was the kind of the point here, but it certainly bears mentioning. About 45 minutes into the massage, that's when something bit different began to happen. I was lost in the bliss of the massage at this point when I heard her say, Okay, I need you to tell me when to stop. Laura's hands began to move southward onto the small of my back. The pressure felt nice and comfortable then onto the very top of my butt cheeks and a bit under the towel. That felt even better. She stayed there for a little bit. Soon enough, I felt the towel being pulled down, exposing my panty-covered bum to the faded light of the room. She moved my butt cheeks, massaging them and slowly and sensually over my panties. She began to move south again, massaging the bottom of my butt cheeks and the top of my thighs with her grip. I felt the pressure of her thumbs begin to creep between my thighs, and slowly I opened my legs for her, but I didn't intend to. I did it without thinking. My body was beginning to invite her. 
Up until this moment, I hadn't really thought about the reality of what I was experiencing. Sure, I was curious, and I wanted her to touch me. I had even fantasized about it in my mind, though I doubted it would ever happen. I was happy with a simple massage. Still, I was overcome with a surreal feeling that felt myself become flush in the face. I subtly lifted my hips upward as if to present myself to her. Not much, but enough that she would get the hint if this was what she was actually attempting to do. What the sight must have been from the perspective of the fly on the wall. Myself, a petite 19-year-old college student with her butt slightly raised in the air, having the upper thighs massaged by a beautiful woman of 40, ever so slowly inching her way to the deepest region of my own womanhood, teasing me as I physically begged for her touch, her affection, and her validation. And soon enough, she did exactly that. The first direct touch, I felt her fingers as an open hand applying pressure to my pussy, so gently, so warm, and inviting I couldn't help but slowly push my weight back into her hand to increase the pressure between my legs. This was consent to her. With that, she slowly began to massage my pussy on the outside of my panties. The circle she made covered from the top of my clit to the very base of my opening. I had never felt anything like this. The fully immersive experience of a woman in control, a woman knew exactly how to touch me in ways that I've never even touched myself. I felt more than comfortable. I felt taken care of. I felt humbled and eventually submissive. I felt my body begin to lift my butt higher into the air as her massages began more centered around a particular areas of my pussy. First, my labia and my hole. Her circles pressed into me and I felt the rush of excitement and wetness as she rubbed along my opening. Next, my clit, where her massages became more pointed and attempted to my lady bits. This sensation was much more targeted and direct and much more intense and began to work me up. At this point, she moved my panties to the side and I felt my pussy exposed to the open air for the first time. She placed her left hand on the small of my back and pushed down to hold me in place while she began to fondle my pussy with her right hand. She told me I was a good girl and that I was a nice and wet for her. I felt proud that she was happy with me. At some point between clitoral stimulation and her slowly working her fingers inside my hole, I felt her insert a few fingers into me and she rubbed my G-spot in a downward come-here motion. This is when I began to feel my orgasm to build, started talking to me at this point, saying my name and asking if it felt good. She kept commenting how wet I was and how she slid her fingers in and out of me, I felt the inside of myself pulsing as I was crying out for more. I began to reach underneath my chest with my right hand to cut my breast. My nipples were hard as a rock. I began to whimper and moan her name to her. Her finger movements began to work faster and faster as the pressure inside me built up. In my full state of arousal, I found myself rocking back and forth on the table. She instructed me to stick my tongue out as far as I could and keep it there. She massaged me harder and more intently with my tongue out and my eyes beginning to roll in the back of my head. I began to really reach the point of no return. At a girl, she said to me in a soft, commanding tone. That's what I want to see. I was completely hers in that moment. 
I was completely dumbstruck with lust and gratification with one swift slap of my ass. I was on the precipice of one of the most intense orgasmic trips I have ever taken. As soon as she smacked my ass, I felt myself unload fully. The urges of orgasm that I felt through my body were felt from my brain all the way down to my toes. I squeezed my breast hard and struggled to keep my tongue out, but I succeeded. And this position, which I later realized was my own willingness to fully submit to her, my orgasm lasted well over a minute. As my orgasm faded almost by design, she slowly with an unmatched perfection that I'd only felt when I masturbated myself. When I began to come down from this high, she leaned down and gave me a small hug and told me I was a good girl. She excused herself from the room and told me to get dressed and meet her in the lobby. I paid for the massage and left, only to go home and masturbate once again, to the recent memory of what just happened. I have seen her three times since. Thank you for doing your show. I sometimes think about something similar happening if our paths ever crossed. Perhaps someday they will. Until then, I have Laura. Colette. Well, hello, Colette. How are you? Are you in the tub now? And as you're touching your body... Are you picturing my hands, pleasing you, rubbing your clit slowly in circles? Maybe I have my tongue on it. Maybe I'm pulling it with my teeth, you know, reaching inside just like she did, rubbing your G-spot in a come-hither motion. The question is, would you let my lover watch? Would you please me in return? Ah, the questions we have, Laura. Kiss me long and deep. I love a good kisser. (laughs) Laura, I have to say that I did halfway through stop and masturbate. This was completely hot. Uh, Yeah, completely went and masturbated. I really had to come because listen, I had never thought about going to that type of massage parlor and what it would And, you know, I have read stories on men giving erotic massages, you know, out of their home or coming to your home or meeting you in hotel rooms, but I had never thought of it this way. The question is, ladies, have you, have you done what Colette has reached out and done? That takes courage to walk in. Absolutely. I think I, I think I would, but I had a fantasy in my head. I'm wondering if he thought of the same thing. Hmm, I'll have to ask him. So, ladies, gentlemen, would you let your lady go? Would you let your lady go and maybe sit out in the lobby? Or would you want to be in the room with her? Colette, how you doing over there? Are we still massaging that clit? I'd really want to know. Dear Nikki, you asked for bad sex stories, so I feel obligated to share mine. I hope you don't mind a little humor on your show. I went out one Friday night a few years ago with a group of my friends on from the soccer team. We were meeting up with a few girls that my buddy knew. The girls were great looking. No complaints there. They were fun and we ended up having a few round of drinks and got to know them. I was particularly drawn to a girl named Kara. Kara was a bit snotty. She was in my book, A Perfect Ten, one who rarely comes around. She was tall, thin, B-cup breast, and blonde hair. 
a button-up shirt, and a pair of cute jeans that really accentuated her little ass. So, no complaints up to this point. I start talking, flirting, and trying with this girl. I put myself out there, and she seemed to respond positively, so I went with it. I bought us a few drinks, and eventually we started into a conversation that seemingly was going exactly where I wanted it to. Now, from here, one thing in our flirting that I absolutely will never forget was this exchange. I said to her, you seem to be a really good girl. She said, looks can be deceiving, you know. And I said, I would love to find out what that means. She winked at me, and naturally, we ended up leaving together later the night, both a bit tipsy and got an Uber back to my apartment. When we got there, almost immediately inside the door, we began kissing. That turned into some pretty good making out on my couch. I unbuttoned that shirt and got a glimpse of her beautiful chest, chisel abdomen, and we kissed more as she began to rub my cock through my jeans. Things were going well. I stood her up and led her into my bedroom where she gleefully hopped along as she giggled. When we got into my room, I told her to lose the pants. I did the same. She laid down on my bed on her back, shirt still on, but open, and a pair of panties. We made out more until I began to kiss her neck, her chest, and her abdomen, all the way down to her panties. Around this point, she pats me on the head, and I look up at her, and she says, You're not going to, you know, down there, are you? Absolutely, I would love that, I said. I'll do whatever you want, and I meant that. I don't know. I'm not sure I like that, she says, looking back at me. No worries, I said to her. There's plenty to do, I thought to myself. I'm sorry, I just can't fathom someone putting their face down there where I, you know, she says. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's sure, that's fine. Whatever you want, I'm thinking. So I just continue to kiss her, feel her body. She starts getting back into it. Eventually, she whispers to me, Hey, do you want to, you know, get to it? I say, absolutely, whatever you want. Do you want me to get me wet first? She says, oh, sorry, I don't do that. Okay, I think not much for foreplay. That's fine too. It's just a hookup, so let's not get too picky. That's no problem. What do you want, I say. She tells me to get a condom. I reach over the nightstand and grab one. I remove my underwear and put it on. She takes her panties off and I see a wonderful looking tight little pussy just waiting to be touched. So I put my hand on it. She grabbed my wrists and says, no, I I want to feel you. Okay, we're jumping right into it. That's fine. I get on top of her and line myself up with her. I start to put it inside her and she starts to say, ouch, hold on, slow down a bit. Uh, uh, Hold on. And she giggles at me and says, sorry, I'm just not quite warmed up to that point yet. I think to myself, yeah, I know, sister, that's what I was trying to do with the foreplay. (laughs) But it's okay, I've already halfway inside her. So at this point, I'm determined to make this work. It takes me about five minutes to get it all the way in to the point where she's comfortable and relaxed. But she doesn't move at all. Doesn't respond much. She barely talks, barely even breathes heavily at all. Now, I don't have the biggest dick in the world, but I measure in about seven and a half. So at this point, I'm starting to get a bit of a blow to my ego. But I mask my frustration and press on. 
focusing on all my intention on the kissing and touching her body, really getting into it. But she's so reserved, I can't help but stop for a second and ask if she's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Maybe we should try a different position. Lay down on your back. So I do. She crawls on top of me, puts me inside of her, just kind of sits on it. Then I kid you not, she says to me, okay, what are you waiting for? I know I may have been expecting too much at this point for her to take the lead and ride me, but I mean, she was literally on top of me. So I began once again doing the work and humping into her as she sat on top of my hips. I pumped for a while until I got bored, still getting a little, if any, reaction from her. Still hadn't removed her shirt or bra, and at this point, I wasn't going to do it for her. A few minutes later, I thought I'd take my last and final shot and asked her to get on her hands and knees. Surprisingly, she did that, but refused to stick her ass in the air. So I had to fuck her at this awkward angle. She was just kind of bent over with no effort. At this point, I was really having trouble staying hard, and I blamed it on the alcohol. Truth was, this girl was boring as fuck. We stopped and got dressed somewhat and decided we would snuggle and sleep together as she could leave in the morning. She was overly enthusiastic and cute about the snuggles and couldn't wait to dive into my chest. I was wondering where this misplaced enthusiasm was just 10 minutes earlier, but I didn't make any big deal out of it. We slept and she left the next morning. A few days later, I ran into one of my friends who is a female and she said, I heard you met Kara the other night and we got to talking about it. She told me that Kara said I was a bad in bed, a final blow to my eagle. Unreal. I made no buns about it. I told her that Kara was not a good lie and that I'd be happy to prove her wrong. I fucked that friend and she became a friends with benefits after we had amazing sex. I would say thanks for nothing, Kara, but it led me to having a better sex with a less hot friend who actually turned out to be way hotter to me than Kara ever was. Confidence goes a long way in both men and women. Moral of the story, just because she's a 10 doesn't mean she's a 10 and bad, but your friend who is a 7 just might be better. I definitely learned not to be so shallow. I don't sleep with that friend anymore. We're just normal friends now and intend to keep it that way. But for a few months where we fucked like rabbits in a strange way, I have no one to thank but for Kara. <laughs> oh my God. This was awesome. I, I, I'm picturing that, uh, that clip that shows the circle where you have your ones and then or ones to whatever and then your middle like your five to sevens that are balanced everywhere and great and bad and then your tens which are either psycho and lousy lays not saying this is true but that's what the, the end of this heavy picturing absolutely um ladies and gentlemen yeah i that's i have to move and I have to hear my partner. It's very discouraging when your partner just doesn't breathe and there's no sound. It's like, why are we even doing this? Are you into me at all? I mean, let me know. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. There has to be something. And, you know, I like a little pushback when I'm on top. I mean, a lot actually, but I don't mind taking charge and putting my hands on your chest. And yeah, absolutely a bad lay. And she wouldn't give you a blowjob. I think I would have stopped there. As soon as she said, 
as a guy, because I love sucking dick, um, as soon as she's in, yeah, I don't do that. And oh, you, I, I, I'm surprised you deserve a medal of honor for, and you probably were, I mean, at what point did you lose your erection and, and go, okay, I'm going to keep trying And You're the little engine that could, that really still ran out of steam. And kudos for you being a good guy, because most guys would have probably said, you know, this isn't, I'll pay for a cab and send her home. Um, that kind of thing. Um, but kudos to you for being a gentleman here. Um, as a lady, I think I would have been, well, here's a pillow and blanket. There's the couch out there. Maybe. I, I don't mean, I don't think I'd be that cold, but I think I would ask you to leave because, you know, I, or it, you know, Hey, I'm going to, you know, since you couldn't get me off, I've got 15 vibrators to choose from. You're just either going to watch or go to the other room and listen and know that I had fun without you. And yes, true story. I've done that. So what would you do, ladies and gentlemen, in this story? And yes, I do take bad, funny stories. So send them. I think I love to shake things up a little bit. So this was absolutely fun to read. Thank you again for sending it. And if you have any others, please let me know. Dear Nikki, I'm Rita. This is an absolutely true story about the most powerful and explosive, not to mention fulfilling sexual experience of my life. It begins with a text from my Alan, my husband of 21 years. It simply stated, come to the bedroom, wearing panties and high heels. It's time for you to pay. There was an attached pick of a riding crop on my bed pillow. It had been polished and the leather tab at the end of the crop was glistening with the warm light of a lamp on the nightstand. I was overcome with ominous sense of dread and embarrassment because I knew exactly where this was coming from and what it meant and why he sent the text. While I'd been expecting the other shoe to drop, this expression of Alan's intent was surprising, and if I'm totally honest, slightly alarming. Alan is just a few years older than me. He's kind, caring, and gentle, and sometimes to a fault. The kind of guy who never really shows his anger to others and generally thinks things through and never has a knee-jerk reaction, especially to me. He typifies calm, and did so earlier today when I confided in him that two years ago, after a couple glasses of wine, I made a decision to respond to a text from an old high school flame who said he had too much to drink and needed a ride home. Alan was working out of town, so I picked up Mike from the club and dropped him at his apartment and headed home, but en route, feeling lonely, ignored, and sexually frustrated, my thoughts turned to Mike and how I could have a short break from my life and maybe hot, meaningless fuck and another glass of wine. So I texted Mike back and asked if he could come back to his apartment. Minutes later, we were undressed and he was going down on me with a passion we have had as horny teenagers. I saw him once more looking for what was missing in my marriage, impossible sexual outlet, but then it ended badly for the same reasons it did before. I was forced with brutal truth of having my betrayed the man I truly loved and finding my fling in a huge disappointment alternative to my stalled but otherwise solid marriage. You see, Alan was at the top of his industry, traveling, getting awards, and having a time of his life, and ignoring me. Of course, not completely, but enough to cause both of us to drift apart. Alan became so successful that he left the executive leadership and started working part-time as a consultant. 
to be honest, he knew our lives were out of balance and the change was something he wanted, but it allowed him to reconnect with me. And while that was wonderful, I carried around this burden of having cheated on him until I could take it no longer. We had been talking for the past couple of weeks, and today I told Alan about the affair with Mike. And so it was time to face the music, or should I say, Alan and the writing crop. I entered the bedroom wearing panties, high heels, and a push-up bra for the good measure. I added a white sash and the sexy top I knew Alan liked. I had cold chills on the back of my neck and nervously giggled when I saw Alan's muscular frame in the dimly lit bedroom, riding crop in hand. He walked over and grabbed my left arm, shoved me against the wall, and put his other hand around my neck. He looked me in the eyes with laser intensity I've never seen and said, I don't think you're taking me seriously. It startled me, as Alan has always been gentle and has never put his hands on me. And I thought, what in the fuck have I done? I should have kept my mouth shut. And then he shocked me when he started kissing me hard and bit my lip. My stomach quivered and I felt a droplet of sweat run down my back and I started to feel hot all over. When Alan said, I want to hear all the dirty details, I was in shock, but too scared to do anything other than exactly what Alan had directed. So I spilled my guts with every dirty little detail. From the first flirtation text and the sounds of Mike Zipper opening up his huge cock to the last disappointing goodbye text in which he said he never wanted to see me again. By the time I finished, I was trembling with a mixture of remorse, embarrassment, and exhilarating arousal. Alan said, let's get one thing straight. You can fuck someone else if I give you permission. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Was he serious? I could have another dick and he would let me? Too much information, too quickly, and I was now hot. He asked me to repeat back what he just said, and I did. He said, are we clear? And I said we were. And then he said it was time for me to be punished. He spun me around and stood in front of me of a walnut truck he had bought me as a gift that always just sat at the foot of our bed. The words he spoke next and any other context would have just have sounded like a setup from any girl's school misbehaving porno, but it was anything but cliche, sounding profoundly surreal. Assume the position, he commanded, in a deep, resonate voice. I seriously said, what do you mean? My legs were shaking so hard I can barely stand on my four-inch spiked heels. I was consumed with curious anticipation, as Alan said, Bend over, pull up your skirt, lower your panties around your ankles, and put your hands behind your back. I was reeling from the moment and did exactly as he said, and then felt him grab my left wrist, pull it behind me, holding it in the small of my back so he could control me. Alan has always cherished my awesome body, especially how hot my ass is. And now the heels lifted my tight, athletic ass to the exact level of the trunk, and it awaited the spanking Alan was ready to dole out. I was expecting it to start when surprisingly I felt the riding crop touch the back of my leg, just behind my knee, 
and Alan dragged it up the back of my leg, slowly in a teasing way that built my sexual anticipation and physical dread to a new levels. He continued up my leg, tracing the area where the seam in my thigh highs would be up to my ass cheek, outlining the four-inch circle, which would let me know the precise location where he was going to spank me. I knew that at any second, I would feel the sting of the crop, but then he moved the other leg and did the same thing. For what seemed like hours, slowing, dragging the crop up my leg and drawing an imaginary circle where he intended to spank me. I was melting into the sexual frenzy, scared of the pain, yet wanting it at the same time. My nipples began to throb as I lay there waiting. He then gently placed the leather tab of the crop at the imaginary circle on my ass and asked me, are you ready? I whimpered that I was. He had just held the crop in that one place forever, then jerked it away. What happened next was otherworldly. I could hear the rod of the crop cutting through the air like a razor as the leather end of the crop, about two inches square, made the first contact, filling the room with spank sounds as it slapped hard against my ass. I let out a muffled whimper, and it felt like a combination of electricity and a sexual volcano as sensations shot down my legs to the end of my toes and through my ass cheeks straight through the throbbing pussy now hot and flowing with my juices. I felt another strike on the opposite cheek, and it was if Alan was stimulating my tits and nipples with the crop strikes on my ass. My nipples pulsated with pleasure, and I craved having my hands free so I could touch myself, and Alan asked, Have you learned your lesson? Of course I had, but I thought to myself, If I say yes, it might make him stop. So I whimpered, and I wasn't sure, so he continued spanking me. The pain became pleasurable as I accepted this glorious punishment. Each strike not only increased my sexual tension, but released my shame and remorse. Alan, with each strike, seemed to feel more resolved to break through his own sexual barriers, feeling disappointed in himself for drifting away from me, and admitted that he was aroused by the affair. He hit my ass ten times, then stopped. I thought it was over, then he started again, changing the angle slightly, striking me hard on a different part of my lower ass. My entire beautiful rounded ass was rose-red, and so was my face. Every part of my flushed body, which is now primed for what I'd hope would be a savage sexual pleasure. Alan was careful to make the spaking real without going too far, as the sexual feelings enhanced every aspect of the punishment. I trust that Alan would never hurt me beyond what was needed for this important reconnection. Alan dropped the riding crop and forced me onto the bed, my petite frame now perched doggy style on the bed with my ass cheeks spread open. This gave Alan a clear view of my shaved pussy. He grabbed my ass and then what followed can only be described as the sexual voltage from his tongue that licked and sucked my clit. This went on only for a minute until I had a full body orgasm and he flipped me over and started sucking my pussy like he had never pleasured me before. Somehow I was beginning to understand that Alan needed this as much as I did. Somehow he managed to gently explain away how I could cheat on him and yet he was working this out with his tongue. He put two fingers on my pussy and kept licking and sucking, pulling my swollen clit into his mouth 
and gently pressing his teeth covered with his lips onto my pulsating pleasure button, sucking my hard, swollen clit back and forth in and out with his mouth. This went on for what seemed like an eternity, and I came so many times, I lost count. He flipped me over and told me to suck his dick, and I knew what he really meant was that he wanted his favorite sexual position, 69. So I started going down on his giant member, and he licked me from below. We have, through the years, joked about anal sex being impossible because I'm so petite, and he is a big guy with a huge cock. However, that hasn't stopped him from occasionally putting a finger in my ass during oral sex. I felt so relaxed, so I loved and accepted as he kept licking and sucking my pussy and fingering my ass. I slowly reached back and pushed his hand, letting him know I wanted him to push his finger deeper into my ass. Alan did, so until his entire finger was buried inside me, and it felt wonderful. I wanted more. I turned over and got on my hands and knees, and Alan got behind me and added plenty of lube to my ass and started finger-fucking me with one hand and stroking my pussy with the other. I shuddered with orgasm after orgasm. Then I felt the tip of his cock against my ass and more lube being applied to the crack. Alan kept trying to push in his cock while he used his hand to stroke and finger my pussy. I was shaking all over, and my face felt like a volcano. Alan knew I was squeezing my tits, and he said, Reach down and finger yourself. As I did this, Alan gently eased the tip of his huge dick against my ass, and I shook with the force of an earthquake, wanting him inside me for an ass fuck, telling him I wanted him to have my virgin ass. Alan said, I just don't want to push you too hard or hurt you. I told him to shut the fuck up, and then I pushed my hips back against his waiting cock. I then asked Alan how much of his dick was in me, and with his voice quivering, I had swallowed his entire dick with my ass. Something about his words shot through me like a lightning, and my entire body started jolting in sexual thunder. I told Alan not to come yet, but he was holding back a stream of cum which was about to explode into my ass, so he just stopped. And I began moving my hips back and forth with a slow, really small movements feeling his dick harden and stiffer with pre-cum on his bulbous head. I just kept holding him there on the verge of orgasm for 10 minutes as he was about to blow. When he could no longer stand it, he gently and slowly pulled his member out of my ass and started stroking his cock. Then I felt him spray hot cum all over my ass. Two giant ropes shot in parallel lines on the left cheek and more dripped off the end of his dick and down his hand. It seemed like a gallon of cum, and he let his dick fall on my ass as I lay there still having an orgasm after orgasm. As both of our hands fingered my clit, his ankles pressed against my spiked heels and white sash that was still around my stomach. He pulled it down and sopped up the mixture of lube and cum, and we collapsed from complete sexual fulfillment and exhaustion. Alan later opened up to me about his deepest desire sexually, things he previously felt awkward about expressing to me, and over the next few days, we plunged headlong into a life-transforming conversation about sex, intimacy, and love, leading us to conclude that we both want the exactly the same things. The mutual acceptance of our new exploration has been the best thing we've ever done. As I look back on all of this, I have to ask myself, 
If I had to do it all over again, would I cheat again, even knowing it would fail if it meant that I could reconnect with and unleash my ultimate sexual partner and a man of my dreams? You are fucking right I would. Please let me know if you like my story. Alan and I love your podcast and can think of nothing hotter than fucking each other while listening to you read our story. Rita. Hi, Rita. Very, very nice meeting uh, both of you. (laughs) First of all, people fuck while they listen to me. I thought you guys baked cookies and played crossword puzzles. Hmm. May have to think about that one, won't I? Oh my God, this was hot. This was so fucking hot. Oh my God. I, I messaged you in the middle um, on Twitter because you'd sent me a message and I, you know, we exchanged. So I'm not sure if you guys are know how my show works. I have an editor and he, I send him the, the stories as they come in and he goes through and makes sure they're all appropriate and changes the names for me, except for the author on this one, of course, we left it as is since I spoke with you directly. Um, so I don't know what your stories are. Um, I'm reading them as live as you would hear them. And my thoughts are now live. I'm, I'm coming right off of reading this confession. Those heels are hot, by the way. I'd break my neck, but they're hot. And you're gonna have to let me know where you got them. That being said, can something like this absolutely waken, awaken a relationship? I can see where this did in this one. Um, as we, like I have talked about before, just because your chain is, you know, you got to have all the chains in your relationship working. It can't be just every day and let the sex just fall off. You know, we can't live in the, oh, sex is not everything rule. It's not, it, it never will be because a relationship just based on sex, not having the other, you know, boring things as we'll call them here on this show. It's got to happen. You've got to have day to day, you've got to have a good balance. So again, as my dad would say, if you're not taking care of your house, and everything in it, and be willing to redecorate and change things up, someone will come along and will take what you took advantage of. In this case, though, it, it she didn't, you didn't, you confessed, got a very sexy punishment, I might add. However, and rekindled took that energy opened up like you should in a relationship, a great relationship, you are honest and open on all levels. And I think once that person lets you in sexually, that is like the biggest hurdle. And if you can say I need this, I want this and your partner is not willing to try, or willing to sit down and maybe find a way they can give it to you. That's a selfish lover. And we've discussed selfish lovers on the show before. But Rita, I'm very happy for you. Even though I understood when you looked back at him and said, what position I so would have done the same thing, the bratty side of me would have came out. And I would have I would have looked right back at him going, what do you mean? What position? (laughs) I felt I know exactly who I had behind me. And I know exactly I yes, so would have because he brings out that submissive side of me. So absolutely, I know who I would have been bratty to. And I am, Uh, he brings it out of me. So kudos to both of you. 
I hope orgasm if you did have sex while listening to your story was completely awesome. And where did he come? That's what I would like to know. Congrats, guys. Keep it going. Explore. I would love to hear from you again. I think this is a wonderful place to stop for today. If you're not going to masturbate after this, I sure as hell am. I want to thank you for joining me. Remember to check out my merch at full swap shop. See tongue twister.com under the dear Nikki tab for all my items, beanies, cause it's cold as fuck here. And probably is, I think it is everywhere right now.com. <laughs> if you have any erotic confessions or questions, please feel free to send them to Nikki and I K K Y at dear Nikki.com. Or you can do it anonymously, of course, under the confessions tab at dear Nikki.com slash confessions. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at D Nikki and I K K Y, of course, one six two. Don't forget, if you have not heard your confession and you did send it to me, you can also possibly find them over at Patreon. $5 a month gets you early access to this episode, plus drinks with me once a month, and more dirty confessions. And in closing, I still see you looking down at me, those darkened eyes, while I lick your balls clean, clean of the mess that I just made over your cock over and over again, tasting our drippings, tasting you, playing with you, sucking your balls clean, licking up to the tip of your cock, and doing it again on all sides. Would you want to do it again? (laughs) I really want to know. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, bye for now.